everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Today, today, we are talking all about Lent. Did you know we're just three weeks away from Lent, and I had a totally different talk planned mentally, and as I was leaving Mass this morning, I just knew the Lord really wants to give you a little hope, a little clarity, a little encouragement for this new liturgical season ahead. Are you excited? Good, me too. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. We praise you, and we thank you for who you are. That you are for us that you are with us. God, we want to know you more, to love you more this Lenten season. So would you open um, our hearts, Lord, open our ears. Give us um, a tuned spiritual hearing today that we might hear your voice, Lord, and know your will. Thank you, Jesus, in your name we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So over the weekend, I just shared randomly uh, my Instagram highlight, my one and only highlight on Instagram. You can find it at the Beth Davis. And it's so dear to me. It's the story of how the Lord taught me to hear his voice and ask him what to do for Lent. And it's one particularly beautiful testimony of God's faithfulness to me. So I just took a little screenshot and said, hey, just a quick reminder that Lent is coming up and that God's plans are always better than ours. And here's a little story about that. And I got so many DMs, so many people asking, has this story been shared anywhere? How do I share this with a friend? So lucky for you, I'm gonna do that today. And I believe there's a word in here for you. There's encouragement in here for you that God is speaking to you and has a beautiful plan in mind, not only, of course, for your life, but for right now, for this coming Lent. So this story uh, really started couple of years before. So I was a, a youth minister living in Flagstaff and I had brought some students to a very special teen Ash Wednesday mass. And the, the priest at that mass happened to be Father John Parks before I even knew him, before he was involved with Blessed Is She or I was involved with Blessed Is She. I remember that he gave a homily and he encouraged us to pray and ask God what he might want us to do for Lent. Now, I had come into that Mass already knowing what I needed to do for Lent. I was going to give up gossip. And it's a pretty good thing to give up, right? It's a, a, a good intention to have. It's a good thing to fast from. So I had this plan. But as I heard this invitation from Father Parks, I, I just began to open my heart and wonder, what does God want me to do for Lent? Could it be different than what I think I need to do for Lent? So I came back to my pew after receiving communion and I told the Lord, God, um, you know, I'm already committed to giving up Lent. I, I really want to root this sin out of my life. So I'm going to make a concerted effort this Lent to stop gossiping. But 
If there's anything else you want me to do, Lord, I'm open. What do you want me to do for Lent? Very gently, I heard in my heart the Lord say, spend time with me every day. And it was so peaceful. It was so unexpected. It was so different from what I thought I needed. Now, of course, I did already have a prayer life. I was an active youth minister, a veteran youth minister by that time. But that Lent, I began to thirst for prayer in a way that I had never experienced. I began to prioritize prayer first thing in the morning to give God the first fruits. And that time slowly over the course of that season wasn't enough. God gave me a deep desire for intimacy intimacy with him. And the thing is, that desire for intimacy with him, it began in the heart of God. It was his desire first. There was grace to do it. There was grace to spend time with the Lord every day because it was God's idea, because it was God's time. So every year since, I have asked the Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? I had been at it a couple of years, and I remember some years later, I prayed, I asked the Lord, uh, what do you want me to do for Lent? By this point, I was kind of used to the Lord saying um, non-traditional things. One year, he asked me not to say anything negative about myself. One year, he asked me not to worry, to give up worry for Lent. So I, I wasn't fasting from red meat, or soda pop or chewing gum. I wasn't going after my sin in a really aggressive way in my own strength anymore. I was instead training myself to listen to and to lean in to the heart of God because he knows what I need even more than I know what I need. So that year, when I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? Not give up, because sometimes the Lord isn't asking us to fast, he's asking us to add. So I said, what do you want me to do for Lent? Blank check, Lord. And he said, I want you to eat an orange every day. And I thought, I mean, that's a, a little wacky, right? That's even more untraditional than I'm used to. So I kind of dismissed it. I thought, well, that's just weird. I must've just like seen oranges, I, maybe I'm reaching, right? I assumed I hadn't heard him right. So I kept asking, Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? And every time I had this very gentle, persistent sense that God was asking me to eat an orange every day. It kept being confirmed and I kind of would laugh about it. I mentioned it to a friend. Finally, I brought it to my spiritual director and I said, what do you think about this? Do you think this is like a legitimate thing? Am I trying to skirt around the penance of Lent, right? I'm supposed to be punishing myself. That's what Lent is about, right? And this good and holy priest, he laughed and he just said, it sounds like the Lord. And thank God, thank God for his counsel because I stuck with it. And that Lent unfolded into one of the most beautiful experiences of relationship with God I've ever had. That experience of God providing for me every single day an orange to eat for Lent proved to me that God was faithful, that God saw me, that God was true, that he was good on his word. Let me share just briefly a little testimony about that. You know, as Lent began, 
I sort of agreed hesitatingly to this idea of eating an orange every day. Uh, so I went to Trader Joe's. And as I put my hand on a bag of oranges in the grocery store, I, I suddenly felt agitation in my body, in my soul. And I thought, well, that's silly. Maybe I'm still questioning my discernment here. So I bought the oranges, still feeling a lack of peace. And yet as I was driving home with those oranges on my front seat, I, I brought that to the Lord. I said, God, what's going on with this? You wanted me to eat an orange every day. So I, I bought some oranges. And I, I had this beautiful, intimate conversation with the Lord where he began to reveal an even deeper desire in his heart for this Lent. You see, it wasn't about the oranges. It wasn't about obedience. God wanted to prove to me that he himself would provide for me. He said, I don't want you to buy oranges to provide for yourself. I want to provide for you. I want to give you an orange to eat every day. You don't have to arrange for it. You don't have to buy them. You don't have to look for them. No, I'm, I'm going to do it. A lot of this uh, conversation with the Lord, before you think, oh, that's not for me. God doesn't talk to me like that. A lot of this is not, none of this is an audible voice, but a, a deep knowing. Sometimes it's just an understanding. The Lord speaks to us in a language that we understand. And so I began to understand God's plan for my Lent in a beautiful way. The very, uh, as I drove home that very day with that bag of oranges on my front seat, I said, God, forgive me. I'm sorry, I doubted. I'll give these oranges away. I walked into my front door. I have a little mailbox right by my front door. And I reached in and my neighbor, my landlord, had left an orange for me in the mailbox. Never had he done that. In the year I had been living there, never had he given me an orange. And I knew it was confirmed for me, the heart of God, God's plan for my Lent, God's uh, design to let me know that he was faithful, that he was true, that he was good on his word. So I, I gave up looking for oranges, picking them myself. And that was a real struggle. I spent many days crying to Jenna at the kitchen table that I was afraid I wouldn't get an orange one day, right? That, that God might give me oranges some days or even a lot of days, but not every day. I cried in Eucharistic adoration. I had a, a deep distrust that God cared about me enough to give me an orange every day. Something so silly, something so small. Could God actually care about my happiness? Could he care about my heart? Could he care about this deep wound of trust I had in our relationship? And the answer is yes. He cares about it all. He cares about you. So I remember one morning I was driving to work. I was um, finishing up a, a phone call. And so I took the wrong street and kind of drove around the neighborhood as I normally did in my little mobile office at the time. I remember uh, as I'm driving down this neighborhood street, this uh, burst of orange caught my eye. So at this point, I'm kind of into Lent. I'm starting to get on board with God being good on his word and 
delighting me, surprising me. So now I'm almost on the lookout for these spots of orange in my day. I'm beginning to expect that God will come through for me every day. And I whipped the car around. I, I came back, I pulled up in front of some stranger's house and sitting on their front sidewalk was a box full of oranges and, and with grocery bags sitting in the box. You can see it right here. All around the edge of this box was written the word free, free. And, and that word reverberated in my heart, free. It's free, you didn't have to do it. I, I did all the hard work, I'll give them to you. And I stood on this stranger's front lawn and I cried and I said, Lord, how many can I take? And he said, take as many as you want. I have more than enough. And I, I wept and filled up a grocery sack with this neighbor's oranges in a, a box sitting on their front stoop. It was proof to me, proof positive, that God saw me, that he loved me, that he cares about the little things, that he'll always come through. And ever since that Lent, oranges have become for me a signal grace. They're a little wink. They're my love language with God, right? Every time I see an orange, I'm reminded he's faithful and true. In fact, in Revelation 19, 11, uh, the Apostle John has this vision of heaven. Verse 11, then I saw heaven opened and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful, Faithful and True. Its rider is called Faithful and True. That's Jesus. That's the name that he's known by. He's Faithful and True. I deeply believe because of that Lent that God is Faithful. It's the deepest belief, the most foundational belief of my life is that God is faithful. So whatever is happening, whatever my circumstances look like, I come back to that experience of Lent. I come back to that knowledge that God provided those oranges for me, that tangible experience of his provision for me every single day. Do you hear me? Every single day of Lent, God gave me an orange through friends uh, in the most unexpected places, through strangers, through my neighbor pruning a tree and, and reaching up and pulling it down and handing it to me. I couldn't even pick them for myself if I wanted to, and I wanted to. I wanted to grasp. I wanted to figure it out. And the Lord wanted to teach me, no, no, I'm faithful. I'm true. And so I pass that on to you. In fact, I've heard testimonies from other women when I've shared this, um, this story on retreats or maybe in a, a previous Teachable Tuesday on my highlights, people begin to see oranges. And for you, I believe God has his own language with you. God wants to teach you about who he is. He wants to teach you who you are. And I believe we're poised to learn that in Lent. I don't want you to go into works mode, right? To look at yourself, to measure yourself up and decide how you need to grow, why you're so terrible and how you should improve. I don't want you to should this Lent. I don't want you to plan and to execute in your own strength this Lent. I wanna invite you into this sacred, special dance 
with the Lord. I want him to reveal to you that he's faithful and true. As I've gone on with Lent, the Lord has asked me to do crazy things. Two years ago, I remember I was sorting lanyards in the garage, getting ready for a retreat. And I said offhandedly, Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? Very quietly. It was almost a whisper. It's just like I caught the end of it. He said, dance, dance every day. He knows I used to tap dance when I was a little girl and I was too scared to perform, right? That, that part of my heart was really shut down. And so God invited me to dance every day. Oh my goodness, I didn't think I would cry about that. Lent can be a beautiful, dynamic, intimate season if you do it with the Lord instead of doing it for the Lord, right? Instead of doing it in your own strength, I want you to ask him. When I've had friends ask, and they call me, it's my favorite thing in the world, they tell me these unbelievable things that the Lord asks them to do, and I just, I laugh, I delight with them. I had a friend going through a a season of deep, profound grief, and the Lord invited her to laugh every day. Just pull up a funny video on your phone and laugh every day. He cared so much about her laugh. He cared so much about her heart coming back to life. I've had other friends in, at the end of a pregnancy with five other little ones underfoot, the Lord said, take a nap every day. Just take a few minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, and go and be quiet and rest. Now, if, we, if either of these friends would have approached Lent with this works state of mind, they might have tried to strive, to arrange, to perform, and they would have been more exhausted, more beat up than how they entered into Lent. Other friends have told me that God invited them to sing, sing every day. And the Lord is always connecting it. He knows your heart so intimately, better than you know your heart. He knows your heart. He wants to bring it back to life. He wants your heart to bloom even during Lent, a season that we equate with dryness, right? With the desert. But he wants to bring life. Remember Isaiah 43, 19. He, he wants to make rivers in the desert. He wants your heart to bloom in the desert. So I want to give you uh, three simple steps to discern what God is asking you to do for Lent. Because what I don't want you to do is to turn off Teachable Tuesday and to think, well, that's nice for Beth. That's really cute that the Lord did that. And maybe there's even some bitterness there, some anger, some disappointment. God doesn't talk to me like that. God's never that clear with me, right? That's not for me. Uh, That's a lie straight from the mouth of Satan himself. And I want you to reject it. If you've been feeling any of that kind of jealousy or bitterness or just sadness or disappointment as I've been talking with me right now, we're just gonna reject that in Jesus' name. We're gonna rebuke that because that's not true. And Jesus is faithful and true. So we're believing true things this Lent, that God wants good things for us, that God wants us to grow in virtue this Lent, right? Sometimes we can see there is an issue in our lives. There is a sin that we want to get in and root out, but the Lord knows there's a deeper healing that has to come first. And he's concerned with the healing. He's concerned with giving you the grace 
to persevere, to build your strength, to build your identity, solidify your identity in him, deepen and, and give security in your relationship with him before you deal with your stuff. Does that make sense? So here are three simple steps to start practicing hearing God's voice, discerning God's will for this Lent. And you've got three weeks to do it, okay? The first step, ask and keep asking. <laughs> ask and keep asking. I, I've been asking the Lord for maybe two weeks now. What do you want me to do for Lent? There's some things kind of swirling around. <coughs> Excuse me. I brought them to my spiritual director. I keep coming back to it in Eucharistic adoration. What do you want me to do for Lent? And nothing has quite settled. So I'm going to keep asking. I don't want you to be discouraged if there isn't a lightning bolt from the sky, if there isn't a billboard with a good idea on it, right? I want you to instead practice, to get in the habit of talking to the Lord and listening for his response. So step one, ask and keep asking. Step two, watch and wait. Watch and wait. This is so important to be patient when we're listening for God's voice. We're taking all the pressure off, right? This is not a performance. Can I hear God's voice? Am I holy enough to hear God's voice? Does God talk to me? Well, we know that he does. John 10, 27, my, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. If you belong to Jesus, you can hear his voice. He is speaking and he wants you to hear him. So watch and wait. You're asking, you keep asking, and now be patient. Listen in conversation, listen in prayer, listen, watch, and wait expectantly as you read the word. God will confirm it. It won't be a one-off kind of crazy situation that you're, you're kind of questioning, was that it? I, I'm not sure, should I go through with that? Ask and keep asking, watch and wait, okay? Discernment is a process, it's not a performance. You don't have to know right now. That's why I'm doing this video three weeks before we start Lent, to give you time to watch and wait. And finally, the third step, as you discern God's voice, you discern his plan for you for this Lent, is to tell a friend. Just like I brought that crazy word eat an orange for Lent every day. I brought that to a priest friend. I, I brought that to my best friend. I said, what do you think about this? We pray about this with me, for me. I want you to bring someone else into your discernment. I want you to run it by someone, right? So you're not wondering, is this all in my head? Am I crazy? Did the Lord actually say that? Or you might be kind of discouraged and thinking, I haven't heard anything. God doesn't speak to me. You can really spin out that way. But if you were to talk to a friend about it and give yourself time to kind of explore ideas that have come up or just a, um, something that you might feel drawn to, maybe your friend can help you to hear God's voice in that invitation. Does that make sense? So ask and keep asking, watch and wait, and then tell a friend this Lent, I want you to trust the Lord. He is faithful and true. And this Lent, I want you to trust yourself. I want you to learn 
to discern. Be patient with yourself. Trust yourself. I'll be praying for you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that your plan is always better than ours. Thank you that you have the, the perfect thing in mind for us. You don't need us to perform for you. You want to give. You want us to grow. So Lord, if there's anyone who might have even heard your voice or had an inkling during this Teachable Tuesday as to what you might be inviting them to do. Give them confidence, Lord, to trust your voice, to trust themselves. And for anyone who's struggling or, or suffering, believing the lie that you don't talk to them, they can't hear from you. I pray this Lent would be healing, deeply healing, deeply intimate. Teach us to hear your voice. You're faithful and true. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. I can't wait to hear what the Lord asks of you this Lent. It's going to be so good. See you next time.